Good morning on this Tuesday, July 9th, 2019. Even so, come Lord. Physical body's tired. Spirit is distressed. Uh, sometimes the the workings of our hands can become can become so fatiguing that um, we temporarily uh, walk away or lose the spirit of the joy of the Lord and enjoying Him. We can we can come so focused on the things of this earth. That we lose sight of the Lord. Remember uh, the words in Colossians. Chapter 3. That we are always. Always to keep our eyes. That don't say just at night time. Or in the afternoon. Or when you depart from work. When you're done making money. Uh, that means always. Day and night. When we're awake. Even when we're asleep. Our spirits are connected with God. Through Jesus Christ. Um. We are to be seeking the things above, never the things of... Um, God knows that we have need for certain things upon this earth uh, for the flesh to keep it uh, sustained. But when we, we have to return, repent, get back to seeking the, just the things above. Uh, okay, that was a... Uh, introductory commercial break thank you uh, for um, subscribing to our product dumps kit uh, back in actually that was almost a year ago back in August 15th must have been inhibited uh, during speaking in tongues um, that has been so much misinterpreted but instead we'll, we'll find a isn't it amazing and grieving should be grieving to believers this message is for believers in Jesus Christ, authentic ones, genuine ones. There's been a such a misteaching on the different gifts. First uh, Corinthians 12, predominantly. Uh, as well, you got them in Romans and Ephesians to a point also. Ephesians 4 and Romans 12. Uh, I think it's Romans 12. I just read it too. I forgot. Okay. Uh, where... It's grieving that there's been such misinterpretations. I'm going to stick with the King James on this one. I apologize for the United King James one because it's more accurate as far as word studies. Uh, to get definitions. Tongues actually comes from uh, the Greek word. Well, not comes from, from God, sorry. <laughs> Coming out of first, starting in First Corinthians 12, 10. Uh... The tongue by implication, yes, you're right, it does say ink, language, specifically one naturally unacquired. That means we can't learn this language. There are so many languages, you know, if we're American, in a multiple language, if we speak, if we're English, we raise in an English household, American English as opposed to Greek English, even Greek English, we have to learn that. We can buy uh, tapes, you know, different uh, program, computer programs that will, you know, we can practice it. When um, God uh, so awesomely led me with the other 11 uh, brothers and sisters to go to Panama, we did our best. I think I failed. Uh, I 
about the only thing I could get was Oompa Quito. Uh, and, uh, Buenos Dias. Uh, Buenos Nochos or Buenos Tardes. That's about it. What I failed to learn was how much is the laundry bill for room 15 something? Whatever room that was. <laughs> That's what I needed to learn. <laughs> Gotta even work that out when I'm trying to speak English show on the key. Trying to pay the bill. <laughs> uh, took 15 minutes, folks, but God broke through. God got it through. Uh, I'll praise the God on that one. I was able to pay my laundry bill. <laughs> Before departure, but anyway, so you must say there you I can still work through. But what takes God one split second to do, which is all our salvations, work having working through very uh, uh, surrendered, weakened bodies, fleshy, temporary fleshy bodies. That can take a little while. That's why our sanctification, our transformation process is not a split second. In God's eyes, it's a split second because God's above all time. God's eternal. He's an eternal being, always has and always will be. Uh, and he's getting us to that place. But for now, guess what? We're a time. <laughs> we have to go by time. When we get near the end of the day, our bodies are saying, you better put me to sleep or I'm going to put you to sleep, uh, etc. There is not a human body other than Jesus Christ that can go without that can go without uh, sleep. For those that keep sleep, we're actually sitting against God. Okay, that was another commercial break. Um, but, you know, the speaking of tongues, I have heard both the legitimate one because it's, um, it is a prayer language. But 1 Corinthians 14, interesting in this study, and this is not going to be a complete study. Uh, that was his ongoing uh, time. Um, it's not to be practiced within the body of Christ when we come together as a church. I have witnessed and both heard of uh, the perversion of it, you know, when the preaching and proclaiming the teaching of God's word from the pulpit is going on and you got fools they are literally fools that are speaking in an unknown tongue it's, un it's unknown because it's unknown to the fleshly nature to the human nature that's the spirit speaking to the spirit of God that's the only way God can speak you know God can understand our languages obviously because he gives us depending upon where we are from uh, the diversity of the languages. Matter of fact, remember back in Genesis uh, 11, uh, just prior to uh, when the foolish ones back then had begun to stray again from God after the flood, uh, they tried to build a tower and get to heaven. Is that Satan in there sneaking in there saying, Ah, go ahead. As soon as you know everything, you could be, you you could be as God. You could be your own gods. Blah! We will never be God. Never. We will never be as gods. We'll never be our own gods. We never. Matter of fact, we can't be the top leadership. God Himself is the only one that will ever be the top leadership. Uh, he split us up. He split us up as humans and scattered us throughout all the earth. 
Uh, now, yeah, granted, back then the earth wasn't as, well, the earth was still round. Uh, it's still the same circumference as it is now. That part has not changed the form of, but uh, the number of people was not yet there yet. was not where we're at now. Now we're approximately 7 billion at last count, I heard. Uh, isn't it amazing it's 7? Okay, we'll end that one. That's another discussion. Uh, he split us up. Now, that was individual languages. That was languages based on the flesh wherever we were raised. You know, most true, authentic Americans uh, are not really from this nation. We were all from pretty much every nation uh, upon this earth, fleshy nation. Some came up from uh, the southern region. Some came down. Some came from parts of Europe and with that came language however when we all came together back in the 16, 1700s whatever uh, we had to learn a common language so we communicate when you're going to when God moves you to another country uh, he expects you to learn that language to speak to become as them you may have as your first primary language where you come from but if God sends us from America over to say the Middle East to work and serve and um, glorify him he expects you to learn that language he does not want them to learn your language you're over in their territory in their land to do business um, to to live, to reside, to go shopping, you know, obviously migrants are different than ours. He expects you to learn that language. So if you've come from another country, stop keeping the language from your country, expecting people to learn yours. We're not in your country. We're in yours. And I'm not saying that to divide. I'm saying that pure biblically. When God brings us, like when God brought the 12 of us down to Panama, he expected us to do our best. Now, thankfully, oh, I give God all praise on that one. For us that were weak, I'm talking about me. No, there were a few others that could not speak that language fluently because only one, actually, that was true. Only one of us spoke it fluently, and that's because he was from that region. See, God sent an interpreter with us. <laughs> uh, that was also great, but he couldn't be there around our 12. We all stood pretty much within the group. Um, but he also had the host pastor spoke a little bit of English as well as us. Uh, when you're going on a short-term mission trip, that's a different story. He's going to provide interpreters down there. Same thing with the Spirit of God. When you look at First Corinthians, so I think the perverted part of it is that we're always supposed to speak to the tongues. No, 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 no. When we're in prayer, go to Romans chapter eight. Our words are going to run out because our, we have a finite number of words to speak to prayer God because we have no God is, knows everything because he is everything uh, above everything and could totally control. We cannot truly, but that's why true prayer to God is doing more listening than speaking. It says even in First Corinthians 14, see nobody wants to go into that one. They want to think it's a fleshy language. Those gifts are not, they're exercised and exhibited out and practiced out and lived out 
through these fleshly bodies, but it's God communicating to what he needs. Every single one of the gifts are still valid today. It's a healing evidence. That's God working through the our human vessels, our human bodies, as temporary and as broken down. I'm speaking about me. Uh, there's others I'm speaking about too, but I ain't going there. Um, so therefore, any of these gifts that are especially in 12, whether it's tongues or any of them, cannot be taught by anyone but God through Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. Even to become a teacher of God's word, no human being apart from Jesus Christ, who was fully human and fully God, can teach another how to teach God's word. The Spirit of God has to be the one doing the teaching. That just shot down every uh, misconception. And I'm not saying all seminary schools are teaching this. Oh, there's a lot of them today that are teaching that. There is not one, not one true, authentic, genuine Christian teacher, professor out there that can say, we are not the ones teaching you God's word. Even pastors of it. It is God himself through me. That has selected me. To guide you in the scriptures. And to teach you correctly. Properly. What the interpretation is. Now we got to be careful. Because God can speak. Through a. Uh, contextual. Of, of, one of one or two verses. One area of scriptures. To one person. To say. To use that to call that person to come out. Okay, now you go. This is where I need you to go. But somebody else may not hear that in that scripture, depending on what their season is for Jesus Christ. That needs to be properly taught and communicated to each and every one of us. So somebody else not somebody else may hear it. It's the same verse, same meaning. Same interpretation, same definition. However, depending on where somebody is at in Christ Jesus. Like for instance. An example. That's the Spirit of God. So tongues. If you're sitting in a church service. Just hearing the word of God. God is not going to lay on one or two people to speak in tongues. When they're looking at you saying there, there your noise. That's coming up with confusing. That's Satan coming in there trying to distract the others from hearing the preaching and the teaching of God's word. It's never to be used on that one. I have seen perverted. I'm not going to give. Some of it's culturally based. Some of it's not. I've also seen a perverted uh, group of individuals come in thinking they could teach people to teach in tongues. God is not giving that gift to nobody. When God's ready to fall by the power of the Holy Spirit, that's basically even Corinthians saying you're edifying yourself. You're edifying your spirit. That's the community. Our spirits have to be connected with God in order for us to live out what God's called each and every one of us to do. The only way to do that is our time of prayer and Bible study. When we're alone with God, the interpretations better be coming from Almighty God through Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. If it's coming from our flesh at all, we're misinterpreting that scripture. We're not hearing from God. We're hearing from the enemy who comes in through our flesh. 
So the power, the tongues is basically to use predominantly as our prayer language, connecting us to God, taking our fleshly natures, putting that aside, lifting up our spirits before God. Because guess what? These bodies are going to be changed either when Jesus steps out on the cloud and calls us home. And by us, I'm saying the true church. These bodies, these bodies themselves, these fleshy bodies, are not entering the kingdom of heaven. It says that in the Gospels, everything, they'll be changed. Do I know what that looks like or how? Oh, no. And if I met anybody that are a lot more um, spirit-filled than I am, that will admit that? Nope. Not any right-sounding, right-doctored minister of the Gospel. Whether you're a pastor, deacon, elder, anything. Even they don't know how that's going to be changed. They just know it's going to be changed. When Jesus stepped out of that grave, he had a different type of a body. No one could he allowed, no one, he would not allow those women to touch him when they tried to hug him. Now, they didn't die, obviously, when they did it, but he separated him. He said, ah, don't touch me. You cannot tell I have not yet been glorified. I don't fully understand what that means myself. But obviously, something was different. They still... They didn't actually first recognize him, actually, so something was changed. I'm sure he was... I said he had not been yet glorified, so... Okay, I guess we'll just have to keep waiting on his timing on that one. So do not mock those that are stupid enough to say the speaking of tongues is babble. Be very careful with that. You are mocking God. You are tell If it's in his word, it's something that's relevant. It says there, if you... if if God will allow what I believe, I've seen it only witnessed outrightly in a prayer meeting, in a prayer gathering of like-minded believers. And it only fell on one person at that particular time. It could have been two or three more because the scripture says it could be two or, two or three or more. Um, but it's usually only one or two. However, it's going to be followed up almost immediately by somebody that interprets it. Because when you're in a group of people like that, God's not going to speak in his uh, unknown language without an interpretation going with it. The one in Acts 2, I believe, is something different. But it's saying that was, but they were hearing the works of God. That was before Peter spoke in the, um, in the flesh. Well, by the Spirit, he was filled with the Holy Spirit. Um interpreted what the meaning of that was. That was, I believe, those people there were actually hearing God speak in the Spirit. They thought they were hearing from from the 120. Remember, there was only 120 there. Obviously, there must have been more behind the scenes. They heard a noise speaking, so they were hearing God speak to them. It was saying the works of God. That's not what Peter preached at the end of it. The interpretation came through Peter after that. See, that's because we what we don't understand, we try and add our own interpretation to it. I'm guilty of it, and I think almost every one of us is guilty of it. So we got to be careful. When we're denying that, we're, I believe we're denying the power of God. And I, that may be, oh, oh, no. Maybe what that scripture says in the last day over in Second Timothy, I believe, that uh, says people will have a form of godliness but deny, deny the power thereof. 
if we're not uh, uh, if we're denying the power thereof then something's wrong <laughs> uh, we're actually denying God uh, I think that's second Corinthians I mean second Timothy four I believe uh, let me check here okay maybe it's not that one okay it must not be that one I'm not gonna keep looking for it uh I think it's it's either First Timothy three or maybe Second Timothy three or four. Go look it up for me. But it says a form of godliness, but they will be denying the power of God. That power is needed because that's the only way we can live this new life in Jesus Christ. We have to stay connected to Him. We have to stay totally um, with Him. So I covet your, and it's a danger. Don't tell me covet. I covet your comments. Your fellow learning as God has given you. For those who are more wisdom, I want to be able to hear. But if you're coming at me with the flesh, I don't want to come after no more of the flesh. If we're helping with my car, uh, car or somebody's house, you know, yeah, you better be coming from the flesh. But we better be filled with the Holy Spirit with how to repair something. If we're coming with, well, my computer system's acting up. Can you help me? You know, you have knowledge of computers. Yeah, sure. Okay, let's take a look at it. Okay, yeah, we're coming filled with the Holy Spirit, but we're coming with the whatever talent or gifting God has given per the flesh. If somebody says, well, I need help, my ta- you help me with my taxes, help me understand this a little bit, interpretation. There are people that God has entrusted with that kind of a gift and a talent, you know, and that is their temporary career down here. The first career is to proclaim the gospel. So, again, I hope that's enlightened. Yeah, there is a perverted of it. So, for those that are in church out there, they go to church every week and you, in the middle of the preaching of the word, all of a sudden tongues fall. If there's no interpretation followed, you need to shut up, as First Corinthians 14 says, because you're not speaking of God. It's Satan trying to divide that word. Period. End of story. I will gladly sit down. I would love to sit down with any preacher that thinks otherwise. But God's the one's going to be speaking through his word. And i almost sure from what I'm learning with God, learning of God, that they're going to fail. They'll repent. Because if they want to speak, they want to repent. But some people will try and come in with fleshly knowledge, try and do that. We're not supposed to do that. We're supposed to come and fill with the Holy Spirit. And I think that's the only way. That's why a lot of ministries keep trying. to They keep fail. They try stuff. They try it according to the flesh. And then they fail. Yeah, we will. Anytime we try and do stuff according to the flesh, we can't do our jobs now properly to glorify God according to the flesh. We're going to fail. we got to be filled with the Holy Spirit every day. It's like a car. Yeah, keep driving that car forever. See if you can drive cross-country on one tank of gas. There ain't no car in the world that will ever be able to do that. You can say, well, yeah, we made one now. It's only $50,000. Yeah, okay. There's no car in existence. Electric cars go less than gasoline, than fuel-based cars. They Right now, they can only last about 100 miles. That will take you forever to get cross-country. That'd be a nice trip, though. So... But I love you. Just a little insight what God's been putting up upon my heart. Uh, and obviously, I'm still studying this myself. Love y'all. Continue to grow in the grace of God and the uh, works of God and the wisdom and knowledge of God. And may each of us 
um, learn his learn more clearly his voice to be able to discern his voice from Satan's voice which is very loud in this country right now of well country in this world right now drawing us drawing many away from uh God may he use us to draw people back to him in Jesus name amen love you um.